All righty. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cinema Studs Review, uh, five-year review. Uh, yeah, I'm your host, Valente Martinez, and we are recording live from the land of Kumiai, Ipai Tipai, Ocotillo, Puya Cumpecha, or Luisenos. Yeah, sunny San Diego. Uh, go ahead, uh, take it away, y'all. Or um, Alonso Martinez. I'm Ciela Ventura. I'm Aaron Ramirez. And I'm Matthew Javier Rodriguez. Oh, oh my God, yeah. oh, no name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so today is a very special day for multiple reasons. One, we are reviewing uh, what, uh, Aaron? What are we reviewing? Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. That's right. And uh, Alonso, what are we also celebrating uh, religiously? Uh, um, Lent, I guess. Oh, yeah, but what was today? What, uh, what, what marks <laughs> that day? Uh, Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I'm not going to ask what the crew is, uh, what the studs are sacrificing, because that's very private. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sacrificing movies. Oh, Imagine. Oh my gosh. Fighting words. Fighting words. Uh yeah. Are you guys do you guys have a uh sacri- sacrifice you're gonna give or no? La- uh Matt or Lucia? Um I don't know if I'll sacrifice. I think probably add on. I'm trying to get off my phone in screens more but that being said i'm kind of addicted to pokemon arceus and cuphead right now um but i'm still trying to read so we'll see definitely trying to pick up books more but i'm going to be gentle with myself i'm not going to go full die hard 40 days in the desert sacrifice yet <laughs> okay <laughs> i like it i like it i think i am probably what am i about this year i don't know I think it's just going to be, you know, reclaiming my energy for me this month. Like, you know, not, you know, not feeding it to, um, you know, people that don't deserve my energy. I don't know, you know, because Lent is usually a time to reflect and to, I don't know, reestablish your own boundaries with yourself and with life. And so I think that's what I'll try to do. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I plan on losing uh 90 pounds in the next year so uh to attack that i'm going to sacrifice uh fried foods because yeah fried fried foods and be more aware of my intake of food so yeah so you're gonna say 90 pounds in 40 days i was like whoa (laughs) i mean Uh, i've lost 10 pounds in one week uh just for going gluten-free i don't know if i told anybody that Oh yeah, dude, yeah. gluten free is such a crazy diet. My two, my sister, my mom, and then another sister are gluten free. They preach about it all the time. So <laughs> I really thought about going on it, but I like bread too much. So it's kind of hard. But yeah, I mean, just gluten free is just crazy. Mm. Yeah, oh, it's pretty. I'm excited for it. I really am. I had um, what did I have yesterday? Uh, oh, I had raising canes. That's my last meal. That was my last meal. Oh, that was my fa- nice. uh, Mardi Gras. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, cool. So uh, yeah, now that we uh, we're done with the uh, Catholic propaganda, 
Uh, let's <laughs> let's continue this with some more Jesus talk in uh, Batman v Superman. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. So on this podcast, we take the five year uh, re- retro review, and we just like to talk about talk about uh, what, uh, how. First of all, <clears throat> uh, what do we remember? Slash, uh, Jesus, what do we remember? Slash. Yeah, first slash uh, first time, first impressions, and then a five-year uh, discussion of the film, and then uh, yeah, we talk about uh, what we would have changed in the end, but and then we come to the conclusion of does it stand the test of time? So yeah, uh, does anybody watch this beforehand, like in theaters or no? Yeah. What? Mm-mm. Wait, oh. Matt and Lucy, this is your first time watching it? Yeah. Very yeah. Oh wow. Very first time and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> oh no, Aaron's cringing. Uh, what is this propaganda about me liking this movie? <laughs> <laughs> for the viewers, Valente has been like pushing this narrative for like since the dawn of time that I like this movie. I'm sorry. I don't I... <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna file a What's it called? Uh, defamation suit. Defamation suit, you there know, you for this light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we saw it together. In yeah, we did. Yeah. In I saw we uh, in disbelief. We saw it opening weekend. It was wow. Yeah. I saw it, but I, I didn't see it until like a year after it came out. So it wasn't like right away for me. Okay. Yeah. All righty. And uh, Alonso, Aaron, uh, I guess we get to talk about our first impressions. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron, you saw it a year afterwards. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Particular reason uh, why and what do you remember so far from it? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, disclaimer, I'm a pretty big comic book like geek in general, let alone like in film as well. Uh, but I do, like, I don't know, I feel like I kind of, when it comes to comic book movies, I do have like a little bit of the the more film geek side of me that judges it as opposed to the comic book side of me. And so when I first saw, I didn't even see the movie, when I first saw the trailer, I just had like this hint feeling that I wasn't going to like it personally. <laughs> like I just, everything that I saw, I was like, there's nothing here that really catches my interest, I guess. And then opening week, I never really watched movies opening weekend. So when I heard all the reviews opening weekend, it kind of just kind of reaffirmed my, what I think would have been my opinions regardless. So I just kind of, I didn't start, I didn't watch it until like, it was literally just on TV. And I was like, okay, I'll see it. Okay. That's too bad. Alonzo, you remember seeing it? You remember seeing it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I made you see it with me. We saw it together. Yeah, we saw it together. I, the only reason I wanted to see it was because of the bad reviews. That's was, why you... Oh, my God. Yeah, because okay. I was getting, like, poor reviews. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping it would be, like, funny bad at least. But... Um, no, it really wasn't. It was kind of miserable. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, it was just painful to watch the first time. Mm-hmm. And you literally haven't seen it till literally today, basically. Oh, really? That was the that was the last. Ah, uh, what whole, am I talking about? A whole five years. I yeah, same. I'm why am I actually surprised I didn't? I avoided this movie. Um, 
Matt Lucia, what do you what what do you what you you guys just saw it? Uh, how did you get first impressions so far? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I go ahead. You go ahead. Really, you know what? I don't know. I'm also not. I I I dabble lightly into some of the Marvel and DC movies, superhero movies. But this whole this film makes me feel like I should have watched the previous Superman film in order to fill in some details. But also, it just kind of expects you to know what's going on at all times. And for a, like a three-hour runtime for a film to just expect you to know what's going on with it is just taxing to both get through and taxing to like for this podcast to like physically make notes and be like wait this happened and this is going on I um I yeah I I don't know I um I was not pleasantly surprised when viewing this film I I I found it kind of a chore to get through to be honest with you I did manage to get through all of it but I still don't really know exactly what happened in any of it (laughs) okay (laughs) Lucia yeah, going off of that, I'm just, I'm more frustrated with the fact that I couldn't even make it to a full hour. Like I had to stop at 54 minutes and something seconds and still not, barely anything has happened that actually feels like it's propelling the plot. It's a lot of just buildup um, to things with like no real, not climax because, you know, a three hour movie, it's like you're you know, uh, killing time to get to the climax, which is what I suppose is a big fight scene, but just like a lot of plot plot holes. And I saw Wonder Woman uh, before watching this film and today was my first time watching it. So like, there were some parts where I was like, wait, don't like, doesn't Batman know Wonder Woman at this point? But in terms of when this movie was released, it was not true. Um, But just like, just a lot of thoughts. I wrote more notes, like thinking about it of like what I was watching than what was being or like how much I was watching it but like yeah there's just it's a lot of like stylistic and technical nitpicky stuff that like I wouldn't I would change or like throw out but it's just too dragged on it's like just keep it under an hour and a half or two hours but like three hours it's like I can only give that exception to Peter Jackson because he actually knows how to write plot and build you up to everything so Mm -hmm. yeah not not very well done film okay yeah dang now i feel like i have to defend this film it's gonna be an echo chamber um yeah uh yeah uh i thought i felt like ben affleck was the only good thing um oh i don't don't really yeah i liked him a lot i liked him a lot okay yeah oh okay okay <laughs> he's only, he's my only uh I think he's the only strong part of this movie and I don't remember anything else. <laughs> and I was not interested in the this DC universe. So I'm in the same boat with Aaron on that. Like I just Zack Snyder hand, getting all of these characters was like no uh, for me. So. Alrighty. So uh yeah, we start with the opening and I apologize so much to uh matt and lucia they watched the ultimate edition the unnecessary it's already unnecessarily long and then he added another 30 minutes to this dumb ultimate edition so uh this is not a three-hour movie at all like in no way is it a a structurally a three-hour it's barely a two-hour movie 
Like I thought it was two thirty. It was two thirty, but I'm saying it's still not a three hour, a, a two. Oh, you're saying like the actual writing and stuff. Yeah, like content yeah. and everything. That is not. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was very confused as to why Ben, uh, young Bruce Wayne is floating. At the beginning. Yeah. Yes, I have that. <laughs> I have intro. Batman gets levitated by bat. Yes. Um, Who? What? I. I mean, I. Don't, I didn't think I was actually going to come defend like certain aspects of this movie, but <laughs> in the dialogue, he does state that that was a dream. I'll say that. <laughs> but that comes after. No, why? <laughs> that comes during. No. 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 After. Okay. At this most, like 15 me. seconds. Oh, Jesus, we're not even no, no. into this. No. <laughs> I'm, not, hey, okay. I'm not saying I am fond of it. I'm just saying technically. It explains it. <laughs> oh my god, really? No. Because where? Where? Because I was following the whole thing and nowhere. It was like mid a shot of like the whole bats swirling shit. Because I, I asked the same question. I was like, I don't think he's supposed to be able to fly. And then he said the dream, and I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, but you can't just like shoot it in there like oh, it was a dream and boom, done. Like, no, if you let a little five-year-old with bats, you have to find out like why this is happening separate. Oh, it's just a dream. Like, really? Really? I'm not defending the execution. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a departure. Like suddenly we have a fucking Snow White left like moment, like levitating <sighs> bats. But also it's like at first I was with the whole like, oh, at first he's scared, and then the expression change of like, I have no fear, like these bats are my friend. Like, love that. But then starting low levitation, I was like. That, that didn't need to happen. It, it, it didn't need to happen. And then not until like he's close to the light or whatever does uh, Ben Affleck's like older voice come in and say like, oh, in the dream, they lifted me up. And then from there, I was like, you lost me. This is already <laughs> now. Oh, that just sounds fake. That doesn't even sound real. Uh, oh, we, oh, It's going to sound like I'm oh, defending it too. Oh my but, God. I mean, it's... I don't know. I just interpreted like it, or Jack Sex Snyder was trying to make it almost like come off almost like a spiritual awakening to Batman, I guess. Oh, it, I, could, yeah. I don't want to defend it again. But <laughs> it feels very like I took it. Oh, it feels very like cinema art boy. Like, oh, look, this is art. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like, fuck this. Absolutely it was an attempt. Not. It was an it was attempt. Was it successful? No. no. Like, I think the more, like, spiritual coming to accept your fears was well done in Christopher Nolan's Batman. Yes. I forget which one, but, like, where they're in the cave and it's Christian Bale stuck in, you know, some vague Middle Eastern or, like, West Asian yes. Um, yes. or Central Asian fortress with these prisoners and then the whole like climbing up the wall and like the bat thing well done well mm -hmm. executed so like coming to terms with the trauma same love thing it, it. with iron man's um oh she runs marvel oh dear i'm bright i'm bringing it up i don't care <laughs> like in terms of of like tony stark when you know they just bombed and he has like all the shards in his heart and he has to construct the first iron man suit just to get back to the states like same treatment felt like in Christopher Nolan's Batman and this was just kind of like a brief attempt to try to do something more artsy and like me like visual metaphor but it just it doesn't go with the thing because you already set up with the whole recap of how Bruce Wayne's parents died everything's like 
you're already tied to like tethered to like the realism of yeah. that and then all of a sudden having like a levitating child like either you start off with a stranger things treatment or you just don't include that so yeah cut it i it, yeah. leave it on the cutting room floor it would have been i felt the opening scene the ending of man of steel where like the city is destroyed being getting destroyed where uh batman's trying to go in and or bruce wayne is trying to go in and save people oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah like if it just opened into that i would have i would have been sold absolutely i like oh. that a lot because it so personally i hate ben affleck i don't care for him to me he looks like a divorced fifth grade history teacher who's just thrust into a film he looks permanently lost the only two films i like that he's in are goodwill hunting and argo and argo is different because he's really just a character that just propels a plot and his facial hair is already so all over the place i don't recognize him as ben affleck versus in this film the only time i like ben affleck so far is where he's like literally in the middle of the city trying you know calling his manager at wayne enterprise to be like evacuate the building like get people safe like you know crisis going on and he's like helping people like stuck in the rubble and he's also like witnessing this and like making sure people are okay i like that as like wayne as the everyday man caring about the city about his city and that already sets up to batman's priorities for public good and superman's priorities for public good like already that, that is set off perfectly that's only in terms Oh, sorry, you were saying. No, go ahead. What were you saying? I was just going to say, that's only in the first five minutes. So that's the only time you like Ben Affleck in this movie. Is like <laughs> that's the only time. The only time. Because the other times, like, when he's talking with Alfred, by the way, the casting choice for Alfred, beautiful. Very, very perfect. Oh, very good. Shit. I also like, yeah, what's the actor's name? It, yeah. It's, it's Jeremy Irons. It's good, but it is so underutilized. It's like, it feels like a waste. I kind of feel like it's miscast, to be honest with you, because Alfred's supposed to be old, and Jeremy Irons... Although Jeremy Irons does have a very youthful, like... Jeremy Irons is not, like, old, and, like, I'm... Go for it, go for it, no, sorry. No, no, I just, like, (laughs) like, silent, like, you know, typically Alfred is, like, you know, like, like, you know, like the, like, like like the old butler that like you know like is able to do a lot of shit but like people suspect he can't because he's like 85 or 90 like it's like people are usually like ageist against him but like i don't know how he ages against Jer- jeremy irons like or like even attempt to be like because he looks like he'd like totally like take take on ben affleck in this film to be <laughs> and that's what i like i like that, I like that jeremy I- irons Oh, sorry. Continue. What were you gonna say? Sorry. I was just gonna say I thought it was Robert Downey Jr. when he first appeared on the screen. I was like, oh my god, with the glasses. I was like, oh, it's Robert Downey. Like, what is he doing in this movie? And then it took me a minute to be like, oh no, that's the guy from Lolita. That's Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I like Jeremy Irons in this one because it finally feels like Alfred's character is activated as an active partner to Batman mm-hmm. rather than just the help. And I also like in the dialogue scene, let me go back to my notes, um, where, you know, Ben Affleck and, sorry, not Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne and Alfred are talking about, um, you know, what's going on, how like Batman is like spiraling and like targeting petty criminals because he's just lashing out about what Superman has done. I like that Alfred is actually the one being subversive and targeting Superman as a target 
before Bruce, like by bringing up like the newspaper reports being like, hmm, this like alien, you know, this like messianic character who like comes and saves, but like he still leaves destruction in his wake. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but I like that it gives Alfred more authority as a partner and someone contributing ideas rather than someone who's just like has a means to like help. And I also like later on that like Alfred's kind of tongue in cheeky and like telling Bruce to like go get, like go settle down with like a nice girl, like kind of like try to secure Wayne, like the Wayne family future. Like I kind of like that. Um, but aside from the point, Ben Affleck also in the scene, aside from Jeremy Irons, like really good performance, it feels like Ben Affleck is just reciting lines and there's not a lot of facial expressions. There's not a lot of like active, like I'm in my little lair, like planning my next move kind of texture dialogue. So again, that's that's my personal bias with the Ben Affleck approach to acting. But like, yeah, anyway, Jeremy Irons, very good choice. I love it. I also love Michael Caine's take, but so far I'm liking Jeremy Irons' take, so. Aaron. Yeah. You think about the, open, the opening? <laughs> <laughs> Couple things. I, in terms of like the very first opening part of it, I, I guess I'm going to make a comparison with like Marvel because in that specific release year, 2016, Marvel and DC both rebooted their star characters of Batman and Spider-Man, and Marvel I think made, the, I think in my opinion, better choice of not just retelling the same origin story again. They kind of realized that like you, you don't have to rehash that element of their like personality because like if your writing is good enough, like people are gonna know who your this version of this character is already, and people are already familiar with the origin story. So I kind of I felt like the only reason why the origin story for this film was here was because at some point in like the very end of the movie, Superman says Martha, and I didn't realize it the first time I watched the movie, but they try to create like a setup in the intro where the dad says Martha. And so that's supposed to be kind of like the whole like sparking memory thing. And so I just don't like that this whole intro was recreated. This whole, what's the word? This whole, um, recast or, the, uh, origin, the whole like origin is recreated just so to have that payoff that in my opinion, wasn't that good either way. And then this, the whole intro for this movie, I feel like it had three intros. It had the flashback dream sequence. It had the Bruce Wayne in the city. And then it had this whole like Afghanistan Lois Lane thing. Yeah, that was the next, yeah. And so I just kind of felt like, just pick one, like pick one and really just yeah. stick with it. Cause yeah. there's so many like parts of these, this movie that I felt could have just been taken out if decisions were just made in yeah. terms of the narrative. Mm -hmm. And then there was also a poor transition between um, the Bruce Wayne origin opening and then the Metropolis uh, like battle scene opening where it's Bruce saying like, oh, and in the dream, they took me to the light. And then, you know, it fades to white. And all of a sudden you have this blocky text in the middle being like back to Metropolis, like something's happening and like very skinny text. And then we have the helicopters coming in. That felt so awkward. It's like when you usually have text, especially for like a location, you have it at the bottom right or the bottom left. There, well, where was it in the center? Like it felt so clunky. And also along with the dialogue and the text, it was like, is this someone's first day on the job? Like, I don't know. Like it just felt, you could have done it. it. 
yeah, until you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt those awkward compositions uh, all throughout. Mm-hmm. I did. I felt those. Yeah, I took a lot of notes on the awkward compositions. Yeah, it made, like, it made I you think, like, what the heck? Yeah, it, it was too much. It's a, it's like even just those tiny things, especially with us, we're so trained at looking at everything at once. Even those tiny things, like they just take me out of the viewing experience. It's like, it's so bad. Anyway, sorry. Continue. The Afghanistan scene, yeah, no. Uh, we're introduced to Superman again, and oh, do you remember the the reporter who gets caught? He's supposed to be an important character in the comics. Yeah. He did that, yeah. I, no. Dead, yeah. yeah. There's like a bunch of fan backlash over it. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that, but I believe you. I just they just killed a beloved character, apparently. Yeah, it's just like a really like in the comics. He's such a innocent little sidekick of a character that's just like super innocent and so they made him like a CIA agent and killed him in like five seconds so I was like um, why <laughs> yeah yeah he's a double agent or yeah he's a CIA agent and uh they get murdered um I, I, don't, I don't I just remember being very confused uh during that moment uh, like who's it's a bunch of white people at this African compound and like and then these white people are saying he's an agent. Uh, like, then what are you? Who are you supposed to be then? Are we... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They make the like the the uh, yeah. It's frustrating because they make the head guy like you know the person of color bad guy, and I'm just like, oh, okay, that's great. All right, love to see that in 2016. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, uh, I yeah I I just. That this is where okay, so with you guys talking about the three different intros to like you know the Batman character, the Superman character, and kind of the Lois Lane character, um, it just I I it, it I, I, like that's where the movie just like lost me. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to know what's going on the entire film. Like, if you don't set me up with a good beginning, then I'm just I'm I'm gonna be like 30 steps behind, and that's how I felt through watching everything is <laughs> I always felt behind yeah it was like I don't know if they wanted to include three different um perspectives that'll like character perspectives that'll eventually join one single timeline you know I'm thinking of the Witcher how in the first season they have three different characters Gerald, Siri, and Yennefer totally different time periods and at one point they finally converge into the same storyline so talking about it now, I'm like, were they trying to do something like that? It really, in reality, it only works pretty well on TV, especially because their writing is a lot tighter. Whereas here, it's just like, we have three completely starting off points that work better as starting off for the movie and not just like uh, consecutive scenes to continue the movie. And like you said, like it's enough of like a disconnect, like disconnection that it's losing us a little bit and like keeping us uninterested. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because it definitely, it definitely felt. Now that Matt mentioned it, it definitely felt like they were trying to develop three different storylines. Because like every, yeah. like there was never really a transition. It was just kind of like now we're in this part, not book, 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 and like nothing really felt like it was moving forward with emotion. It was just kind of like here are the matter of facts. We're just going to pile them up, and you know. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then what? Apparently, what? that's supposed to set up is the fact that that somebody there's a bullet 
Is this the oh, bullet? Is this yeah. the bullet that, first of all, is never identified with a close-up, and then yeah. it only just, like, it's a notebook, and she pulls out the bullet, and is like, what is this? And then she puts it away, and then it's brought back, like, an hour later. Uh, it, yeah, no. It, it, yeah. The MacGuffin bullet, yeah. It's yeah. Supposed to be like, it's like the, the, the holy grail of bullets. It's like, this is the thing that proves that, you know, that they wanted Superman there and they wanted him there to kill him or something. I don't know. I don't That's know exactly. either. <laughs> There's too uh, much shit. There's too much plot in this plot. I'm just like. Yeah, it is. And like the fact, because like the whole narrative on her part, at least, and even kind of Batman's part, I, the whole film really was like, it all wrapped around the fact that this specific scene, the bad guys are trying to set up Superman by saying, oh, they're going to kill these people and they're going to say, look, he killed these people in self-defense. And the whole argument on his part is that he would never do that, but he kills somebody in that same scene, like by smashing him through the wall. So I'm like, exactly. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Also, one person though, Let's everybody do else was shot. But when does but. Superman come walk around with the gun? But let me exactly. interject. So during the destruction of Metropolis, does anyone remember the scene of Jack Bruce's like right hand man and Wayne Enterprises, and he's stuck in the building that that Superman is using heat vision to try to get out of whatever he's fighting, right? Yeah. Um, and so Jack, whatever the guy has that whole like saying the Our Father prayer moment that's supposed to be like you know really dramatic in film or whatever, but thinking watching that scene and also seeing. Bruce's reaction to witnessing how it's really the fault of one man and another man having like this huge gigantic fight over the consequence that is Metropolis. Like Metropolis is just a consequence of this battle. So in that scene, you already established that Bruce is fighting for the everyday man is concerned about his citizens and like the greater good, the public good, like the collective like humanity. Whereas Superman only cares about defeating one person and has not acknowledged the consequences of like the loss of lives um, because of his actions. And that's further prove, proven when he goes to save Lois in this compound because he kills one person. He doesn't care if he's destroying a wall. He doesn't care if someone's behind the wall. He cares because he's only saving Lois in that moment. Like he only cares about saving a specific, specific person in that thing. Even though we see him save like, you know, that girl in the Juarez uh, factory later on, blah, blah, blah. But like, so far it's establishing that it's like, why have this hero unchecked with power if he's only gonna save a select few? I'm also remembering very vividly right now being shocked by that moment that he completely tackles him through two different walls. He's faster than the speeding bullet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he could catch it. He could catch the bullet. Why couldn't he just like just li- literally the like the only really th- the real threat is that the barrel is on her temple and she just turns a little bit and he literally can just slide his hand in and can, like but then yeah. that's Zack Snyder's direction where like he unnecessarily yeah and like his <laughs> his overall emotions over his his actions is never really established because the whole point of like the the first movie, Man of Steel, was the idea that like he kills the bad guy at the end, and he feels like horrible about it. And this guy yeah. was a major threat. And then with this bad guy, it was like not only does he kill him really quickly without thinking, but 
I thought the bathtub scene with Lois and Superman, I thought that that scene was going to be like her and him feeling a little bit negative and traumatized about taking somebody's life. Mm -hmm. But if anything, that dialogue, he's just kind of justifying his actions. And I'm like, and then it's just spun into a whole like cheesecake shot of like, you know, Henry Cavill's abs and then like kind of like towards his his back and like towards his ass a bit. Like that's that's all it's used for. And yes. Then, yeah. <laughs> also that all, scene oh, that scene frustrated me. Um because it's all of a sudden like, you know, Superman out of Clark Kent shows up and it's like, are we we're really jumping into a rom com moment? Like all of a sudden we have oh Superman God, and Lois living together like boy next door like what is it where's the whole sexual tension where she doesn't know who he is and like you know what what that thing but also in the dialogue Lois talks about like oh I was like listening to the hearings today and he's like I don't want to talk about it I don't want to hear it blah blah and she goes but like so many lives are destroyed like she's actually trying to check him and being like what is it to love you if I love you but you have to be you kind of thing like she's trying to start that dialogue of like think about you have to think of all of you as like both Clark and Superman. Like, what does that mean for the world, not just for your life? But he's just like totally changing it. And of course, with the writing, it then turns into like weird, sexy bathtub time. Also, shoes and clothes in the bath. Yeah. I yeah. want to vomit. I, I want to I don't know why they were trying to do that. Like, it was not hot. I was just, like, concerned. I was like, what if it's silk, bitch? Like, wh like what if you're ruining <laughs> that shirt? Like, it's dry clean only, Melanie. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Ah, uh, but I did, like, oh, also, um, going back to it, the first hearing scene where we have um, the African lady, later we learn her name, but I forget her name now. Yes, her testimony. Okay, did anyone catch that the senator speaking is Holly Hunter? Yeah, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so I, that was my point I was totally going to make is that like- Please do, okay, please do. The, the only, the, in my notes, throughout my entire notes for this damn film, my thing is like, my first note was, where's Holly Hunter? She hasn't shown up. <laughs> it's like, here's Holly Hunter. Thank God, Holly Hunter's here to save the day. I'm like, Oh shit, Holly Hunter has nothing fun to do. Well, at least we got her great Texan accent. Oh no, Holly Hunter blew up. She's dead. And there's an hour and a half left of this damn fucking movie. I was like, she has nothing to do. She looks amazing. She's got those like strong yeah. arms. She looks oh great. God. She's toned. But my God, I was like hoping to see like some badass performance, like Holly Hunter, like running the, I don't know, running the Senate, like, you know, because she's like, I don't know, hey, like I just watched broadcast news the other night and so I'm like fresh off of like 1987 <laughs> Holly Hunter. So I'm just like, come on, I'm expecting like her to do something, but they totally waste her, which I, I also think they waste everyone else. Like they waste like um, Lawrence, Fishburn, like too, like he doesn't do anything except yell at Clark Kent. He's like, ah, blah, blah. And then the only one who I thought was really good in this was fucking um, Jesse Eisenberg because he was so good at being. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. So yeah. Good at being oh my gosh. Do not get me started on him. So good. He was so good at being creepy. I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 okay, let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. It's okay. We're, just, we're about to take a little break because we need to. <laughs> Matches went burned through a lot right now. <laughs> 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 All righty, y'all. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be taking a quick oh. break and we'll be back after these messages. 
Hey y'all, it's Aaron here, your friend from uh, Cinema Studs. Um, we are taking this break because our time limit on Zoom actually ended, but speaking of time, we don't currently have any sponsors, and if you would like to take up some of our recording time to give you a quick little shout out for your business or what have you, feel free to pay us. And yeah, so back to the show. All right, recording. All right, I hope we're done with this uh, in this time, but if not, okay, maybe 20 more minutes, I don't know. All righty, uh, yeah, so Matt bro, just ran through uh, a, a bunch of the moments. What's I'm the point? What's the point of dragging it out? Let's just end it here. We're like, I was just like, let's race us to Jesse the finish line. Let's not fucking go. Subject. He's not a light subject. He's an amazing actor. I had to watch the social network like three times in a row to wash out this terrible performance. Oh, you hated it. You didn't like yes. it. I hated it. Oh, he's so weird. Oh, Why? I thought it was perfect. That's perfect. Oh. That is perfect for a villain. That's what I thought. I was like, oh my God, because he's so creepy. Usually, because I was like, I hate you so much. You're terrible. You're creepy. And I was like, oh, wait, but that's what makes a good actor. If I fucking hate you, then you are good. That's, yes. that's my opinion, at least. Like, if I hate you, you are good. Like, it's like, it's, it, I don't know. And he's got a, I don't know. That's what I liked about it. That's what I thought. You that like that opinion. you hated it? You like, like, you, you. Yes, absolutely. Because I thought it was a good performance. I thought he was, I hated the character. I didn't hate the yeah. actor. I hated the character. And that's how I was like, oh, he's good because he made this uh, character. I, feel mm -hmm. like I also like, speaking of Jesse Eisenberg, already in the beginning, I'm like, ew, this feels like, I literally have it in my notes. This is too rich kid millennial and I can only see him as social network character. Also, I don't really like his hair for this role and the whole kind of Richard Branson, rocker cool scientist vibe with a t-shirt and white tuxedo and Converse. But even though I felt like it was just like replicating a DC version of Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark as like bit. rich kid scientist. It worked, like Matt said, because of that one scene where he's with Holly Hunter and he's trying to like, not flirt with her, but just trying to like secure the whole like import license for the kryptonite. And she's like, I'm not gonna do it. Aside from the non-diegetic sound of the kind of creepy music in the back, Jesse's whole facial change and like the drumming on the table. Great like perfectly creepy and like matt said like made me hate him Absolutely. um at the same time my ever lingering question is how does he lose the hair if he has a full head of hair right because a comic book character is like completely like mr clean bald but so far it's giving perfect like villain in a way like you hate him and then like the whole like script change to see like how really like manipulative and like he gets what he wants it's like oh but i like this you know what i mean like i hate you but like I'm like, I'm liking what I'm seeing that's being done. Okay, well, so I have a bit of an ignorant question because I didn't see Superman. I'm guessing, because he's not Lex Luthor, correct? He is like Lex Luthor's son. So uh, Lex no, he is Lex Luthor. He is Lex Luthor, but there is a he is Lex Luthor. So, yeah, so he said in the beginning, why is this company, my father's company, but it's named yeah. after me? is mm -hmm. that his father thought he would secure more money if he named it after his son. And he made the whole oh. joke of like, write checks for uh, Lex. So like kind of rang. And he also talked about how his dad, the brief mention of how he was in East Germany, Germany and really impoverished, shows Jesse's kind of like want for power and securing that like, there's no like 
unchecked like um superhero and that's like why the whole like animosity towards superman and having like a secure uh item or like system or weapon like the kryptonite to like keep things in power but also like keep himself in power i don't know like it's kind of the whole not magneto treatment of character but it kind of feels like that this feels like a much more like well fleshed out like written character and already such few bits of dialogue if that makes sense yeah I I think in terms of uh, Jesse SM, I actually kind of liked his interpretation. I thought it was new, refreshing, and it kind of fit what the movie was going for. Yeah. But I I will say I didn't like the writing for his character. Like I felt like every time they tried to establish his motive, they just went to a new metaphor about his dad or something. And I was like, just pick one and just that's it. Like the rest of it, just kind of like let the actual scene develop his character, but I felt like every single time it was like, he's referring to a march, he's referring to uh, to Paul Revere, he's referring to this painting, <laughs> just like, stop with the metaphors, just like stick with the character. I, I, don't, I don't think blame the writing for the character, blame the writing for the damn movie. Like, they didn't yeah. Write- yeah, I, I agree, I'm just specifically talking about him because that's what the topic was, but I agree, I agree. <laughs> Yeah. I will say I was a sucker for the painting metaphor because I was like, ooh, that's so clever. I'm going to, like, I was really like, I'm going to keep it in my notes for, like, storytelling usage later on. Mm-hmm. But the whole power of your thing at first, like, kind of bored me, but it was probably the best metaphor to um, motivate the whole, like, drumming on the table. And also, like, how Holly Hunter is not going to let herself be intimidated by, like, some young ki- tycoon in diapers when she believes she's doing the public good. So anyway, that character interaction was just very well done. Um, yeah. My other offside advice, I wish Ben Affleck asked Jesse for acting advice because he could have used some of Jesse's zeal for the character in yeah. uh, Batman. I, so. I want to get Valente's take on this oh. because I just like, because this is Ben Affleck's like first like major film post the Jennifer Garner scandal um like after they like divorced because like he was fucking wasn't it he, they divorced because he was fucking like the um wasn't it like the the maid or something the nanny the nanny was thank it the you nanny? it was, mm-hmm. the it's always Jude, a nanny it was a law this was like the first big film that he did post that i believe and like i like i don't know a lot of it for him for me like his performance was like it was almost like he was trying to show the world he's like i'm still young i'm still virile because then they have that whole like workout superhero moment where he's like yeah. trying to build all this muscle yeah, and then he has to have like... scenes where he's trying to like he has to have scenes where he's trying to like flirt with wonder woman but he doesn't know it's wonder woman yet and like shit like that i don't know or like it just it, it felt too it felt to like ben affleck trying to do ben affleck damage control and make him still look like a viable um yeah. hollywood player that's what it felt also, like to me yes also like can we talk special. about I mean, Can we I talk about how awkward the shower scene is? Which, oh, like, which one is the shower scene? Okay, it's like, it's supposed to be Bruce preparing to go to Lex Luthor's, like, whole benefactor. I donated money to the library of Metropolis, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, yeah. of course, Ben is just like, or Bruce is looking at um, his new Batman suit, and then he takes a quick look at the Batman suit that, like, Joker totally destroyed that said, haha, jokes on you, Batman. Um, and he's like going upstairs and he's like picking out a suit and he's just like in thought and then he goes to the shower and we just see the whole yeah. like back shot yes. thought, like the water's raining down yeah another cheap like, cake shot yeah yes, cake shot 
Oh, we didn't. Yeah. You didn't get that. No, we didn't get that. No, no. You oh, got, we got no, that in extended. You get a full ass. You get a full ass. <laughs> honestly, honestly, the theatrical. We were better off with that one because I was oh. just more like, "Where's his waist? He's just all square." I was just like, I don't. It also like kind of just made me uncomfortable because I was like, "This is still giving me divorce fifth grade teacher." Girl, like, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, you not to diverge but i'm gonna go on body image issues here like sis no if they have a square waist if he's shaped like a capital p then that is okay that is what i know and i'm also the bitch that if you're like built like a spartan warrior like on the greek basis most likely i'm gonna sit for you like i love character design in all shapes and forms but there's just something about that shot just unsells me a little bit but you're right we love body i can't comment because i I never watched it so It's fine. You're not missing much. You're not missing. No, much. I don't think I am because that's Zack Snyder's direction and David S. Goyer's uh, writing, and he's a he's a he's a screenwriter that keeps writing for uh, comic books uh, adaptations, and he sucks. I don't like him at all. He's terrible. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think, what has he also written on? Um, he he worked on some of the other um, uh, like he worked on the uh, what's it called the uh, Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, but that's mostly yeah so like it it, like i so when i think about him working with other people i see like nolan like cherry picking the best parts and be like i like this and i like that and uh the rest of this we're just gonna you know not use and we're gonna use find a different way to use but with Zack snyder uh he's very unhinged in his direction and i don't Mm -hmm. really trust him (laughs) and um unless it's his own like property like if it's his own idea then yeah like uh, army of the dead is a is an interesting idea because i was like zombie heist in vegas cool yeah exactly for yeah, listeners we were talking before the recording we were talking about army of the dead because two episodes ago we did the whole meme thing and i didn't know who Zack snyder was during my reaction <laughs> to the meme and now i'm like wait a minute he directed watchmen and army of the dead which i love so we were talking about army of the dead a little bit but yeah like he did so well in that that I'm just surprised this just tanked awfully. Yeah, anyway, I, aside from that, back to the movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. I feel like he's severely underutilized and miscast. Um, I think he would, he would, that performance would have been really good with a different uh, villain, not Joker. I know everybody wants to say Joker, but no, I will never accept Jesse Eisenberg as Joker. Um, somebody like the Riddler, someone who will speak in like metaphors and try to in puns kind of to try to yeah that would have been perfect i i would have right way rather preferred that uh lex Mm -hmm. i have no idea who's a good like everyone says brian cranston but i don't want to see that that just sounds lame and what about mr penguin i want like a very like kooky (laughs) villain give me that Um, i would do that anyway sorry Aaron, i cut you off continue do you know who would play a really cool lex luther i forgot his name but it's the guy who played the the antagonist of sorts in the Titanic. Oh my yes. God! Wait, yes. Billy Zane. Yeah, Billy Zane. Oh my God! What is Billy Zane up to nowadays? Let's get him on the phone. Come on. He's like he's bald now. He's got the voice. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, I'm not making fun of this anymore. Oh, <laughs> wait, that's like legit. I like that looks well, like the he's show. He's got like that, like calm, reserved, like perseverance that the character usually has. 
Yeah, why not? I'm, like, I'm real for it. I like it. Though, you know, you just go. just make sure he keeps that like eyeliner that he used in Titanic <laughs> and in the Mummy. I really like. Yes. That. Good. Uh, Good. Give me Good. the eyeliner. <laughs> Good. <laughs> He needs to have uh, that, like touch of makeup to him like that elegance. Oh, uh, yeah, mm. and he like he needs to be feel unhinged. Because I yeah. I'll be honest, okay. I was never terrified of um, Jesse Eisenberg's. Uh, mm. I would never was, but when I watched uh, Social Network, I was terrified <laughs> of him because I was. Yeah. Like, I feel like, oh my god! I hope I'm never working with this guy ever in my life because <laughs> unless I'm desperate, because I feel like he's going to somehow work his way around and steal all my money and just totally like like just butcher me out of my own hard work or something to that effect which yeah wasn't it social network um jesse's breakout role oh uh, that was a no? big right even zombie land other than that well, yeah, yeah. Zombie, okay never mind zombie land more like the breakout zombie it's like his first like okay. kind of mainstream kind of thing yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, because before that, prior to that, he was just like the Michael Sarah doppelganger. And that was Yeah. And then he became like the serious version of Michael Sarah, and then Michael Sarah was the funny one or whatever. So mm-hmm. but now yeah, I mean Michael Sarah has stayed Michael Sarah, but yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, yeah. But then Michael Sarah's like becoming this like really interesting artist. And then Jesse Eisenberg is showing this incredible range. It's it's weird. He just comedy and everything. Anyway, so yes. And tones are completely off. I don't understand what this movie's trying to establish. And I don't, uh, it's hard. And like, I had the same reaction Matt said he had that I was just confused and I couldn't follow it, but I was like painstakingly following it. Um, the, the vandalism on the Superman memorial. Um, yes. Why are they memorializing it? And quote, I'm quoting the reporter, benevolent memorial and uh but everybody hates superman with the fudge right and also it felt such a slap in the face within the world of superman if all these victims died because of the rubble and yet to have the victim placard memorial behind the statue was like (laughs) this is awful and disrespectful even in a fictional Uh, sense but like (laughs) and then aside from the actual like false god lettering i also i think i did like the fact that Wally, our like supporting character who gets his legs crushed and the rebel is the one to do it. My only thing is that re- the actual writing of False God was really crowded and illegible. It ha- I had to rewind it and pause it. That was more of a technical thing in order to be able to read it, but that's a technical thing. I did like that it was done, but yeah. just the whole thing. Yeah, I they should have. I know they were going okay. I know that whoever was designing the stone was going for the color red because you know it's like blood, but they should have gone for like a yellow spray paint or something that really stands out more. Yeah, or green, it could have been any bright color, it could have even been white. White would have been fine. Why would why wouldn't why not green like a really bright green to symbolize? Yeah, like kryptonite green, oh, ink leaf, uh, like that could have been something. Well, they bring up kryptonite so much in this movie, they might as well done kryptonite green. That was the other thing that I was going to mention. I counted four times that kryptonite was like, or like kryptonite was brought up or shown, or like someone finds the kryptonite, or someone's playing with the kryptonite or something. It's like <laughs> over and over again. It's like in Sailor Moon, like in the first season, where they're like, oh, the Millennium Silver Crystal, the Millennium Silver Crystal, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. who the fucking gives a damn? Like, just like tell us why this is important already like it just totally uh, i like 
we already know that the kryptonite is important. Like we already know that it's a big deal, but why do you keep shoehorning it? Like, it's like, ooh, it's gonna come up. It's gonna come up. Are you watching? It's gonna come up. It's gonna come up. Like that's yeah. how it felt. It's like, stop trying to force this on me. Also, the two racist moments, the two racist moments that I clocked in this film, one of them was one of the kryptonite ones where it's like that old, this old, older man who's on the island and he has like the indigenous people of that island dig up the kryptonite from the ocean. And then- Thank you. That was also <laughs> like, okay, that's pretty racist. And the second big racist moment that I clocked was, do you remember guys at the party when like, they're all there, they're having a good time. And then, oh. then there's a newsflash scene and like there's a new slash scene to something happening in Mexico and it's the entire waitstaff is in the kitchen watching it. And the waitstaff are all speaking Spanish. Like they're supposed to be like supposedly Mexican all watching this news event. I'm like, that's hella racist. Like that's yes. very racist. Thank you. Yes. Also, aside from the news, the news about whatever's happening in Fox, Mexico, it was supposed to be like a day of the dad festival mm -hmm. and some girl got stuck in the fire in a neighboring building. Aside from that, and then all the waitstaff being Spanish speaking, when Superman goes to save the girl and he's approaching the crowd, one, everything is in a dirty yellow filter. I'm so tired of that. Yeah. Two, the <laughs> scene where he like puts the girl down. Everyone, the white, all the yeah. parade goers are reaching towards him as the like they're doing like the thing. whole like blessing thing. Yeah. Like, and it was like a total like wannabe like Jesus going to the crowds, like messianic character going to the crowds. I'm like, this is so disgusting. It's, very, it's, it's so very white savior. savior. Yeah. yeah, it's so white savior. Also, going back to the false god, um, news reporting because they're in uh, whatever the newspaper offices and they're all talking. And then um, Superman gets assigned to go to Gotham, and then he's trying to he's he first hears about Batman. First of all, first of all, this is my beef. Superman is a reporter. You would think for being a city that's supposedly to be very geographically close to Gotham, where you can take a ferry, like San Diego to Coronado and back again, you would think this man would have known who Batman was prior because he's a journalist, because, you know, yeah, he's circulated. I didn't buy it at all. It was just so poorly done. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, no. yeah, like I I'm like so frustrated with like Clark being like who bat who this bat vigilante and it's like you're a reporter you work in journalism what do you mean you don't know who the fuck this is you're reporting fucking football for Gotham versus Metropolis what I would assume that you would have done news in Gotham like doesn't make sense also why was Bruce in Metropolis in the beginning if he's in Gotham uh uh, I I think Jesse makes a or Lex Luthor makes a reference that like, hey, you're finally in the Metropolis, and um, I, I think yeah, yeah, but like, it was, it was yeah. for a donation or whatever. He but but Bruce is using it as a reason to sneak in to his. Oh dinner. no no that too. But during the whole where Bruce is saving people in the rebel, he's supposed to be in Metropolis, so yeah. that tells us like, yeah, it says in the beginning, and it's like is he in metropolis for business like he has a he has a Wayne enterprises building there like it doesn't make sense like they should have said that superman was in gotham like there was that was like a bad writing job yeah. like the whole like lex thing that made sense but like this was like what batman is in gotham also i didn't like how until like 
40 minutes in, do they explain how geographically close both cities are? Because I also don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. The beginning. Yeah. I mean, Alonso, do you want to speak on the, the one of the key fundamental issues with Zack Snyder as a filmmaker? The, you just What they were talking about, the Jesus, or um, yeah. Superman being mis, mis, like a messiah? Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, just Zack Snyder in general. A lot of his movies always have just like in your face, I guess, religious symbolism, specifically like, yeah, like Christianity with sim symbolic imagery. And I think in this movie, particularly, I think the main reason why Zack Snyder made it was something about like saying that the superheroes are like modern day Greek gods. And that the whole point of this movie was to show that, like, show how like triumphant, I guess, both. Batman v Superman are as gods apparently but specifically with Superman he just especially with Man of Steel there's way more like religious like just literally in your face religious imagery like almost as a, almost more like a parody kind of I forgot there's like a scene where he's in a church and it's literally an image of Jesus and, Zach, and Superman says if only I can give myself up for the world and it's like just so in your face, like oh, which one was that one? The man is oh, and man is that's right when yeah. he's in the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ! I'm just looking up right now. Zack Snyder has eight kids, uh, eight fucking kids. He's like the fucking uh, like the Duggar family. Like remember those like the 19 kids and counting? Ah, that's weird. Like okay, speaking of this movie. And treat and like jumping off of the Greek like uh framing Batman and Superman as Greek gods. I would say the more central argument is what is a hero to the modern world if you leave a hero unchecked with power and this person who doesn't um you know answer to anyone who just says who he wants. Like I felt like I'd try to go back to that conversation a lot, especially like the different news clipping. Stuff. I stopped, um, I had a pause watching when we have the montage of the news, like discussing Superman, like what is it to have someone who is so close to being a higher power, this messianic character, yet causes so much destruction to the world. So it's like the news talking about that. And then we see Superman already starting to, what I believe is construct the fortress of solitude. Um, but like that argument of like, what is having, it's almost like the, argument that's central to x-men and like the whole um allegory for like civil rights or like someone as other and how society like rejects them and like tries to control them and essentially like the systemic racism towards x-men i feel that kind of like fictional um argument is being framed for superman but zack snyder's still just trying to cram all his ideas into the same basket for this film that we don't we don't follow that uh, idea or that um, question so closely but like Batman also mentions it there's also like several lines that are ironic for Superman to say like there's a line where he's talking oh this line that in the whatever library scene the library benefit thing where Superman and Bruce are talking but they don't know who the other is and Superman is telling Bruce like oh what do you think of this that vigilante, he thinks he is above the law. When Superman is the one that everyone thinks is above the law, right? And then I like how Batman says, I think it's hypocritical for you to say that. 
um, even though he doesn't know that he's Superman. But I'm just like, I don't know. There's just so much like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm also frustrated just trying to like get the words out from what I'm thinking because it's no. just not very well done writing. Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest frustration with Zack Snyder. He has really grandiose ideas and he uses these public figures and, and properties to use them but he does they don't take the time to establish any of these things to have because quite honestly the reason why the my biggest issue with this movie is that it feels like four different movies yeah like thank you movies. yeah i mean I, aaron i, I know we, we've kind of let you behind left you behind but um what, what would be some of the things that you would uh, uh to help uh fix this movie where I, I don't care about you know whatever I don't remember her name, uh, but I just know I like wrote her notes down as Elastigirl. Um, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Yeah. Holly Hunter. Yeah. Don't yeah. you? Yeah. You no, know what? I, I think. Oh, no, maybe. Maybe. Holly Hunter like that. Don't you dare. Don't you I dare. love the piano. <laughs> anyway, continue, Aaron. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was really excited. Like in my notes, I have the word Elastigirl in all caps, followed by like four exclamation marks so i was really excited to hear her voice but um i feel like the grand like force but the majority of the movie for lex is actually her more than superman or batman but i feel like we don't really develop her motive as nearly as much as him i feel like if we did that with her it would have been a lot more interesting to kind of see that that um that what's the word that like i don't remember what to say that, that like dual or no chemistry or whatever i don't know dialogue yeah there is you're right there's more of a like a good versus evil with fucking um holly hunter's character the senator and you know uh what's his name jesse eisenberg's character like lex luther there's more like story there's more stuff going on there than there is with there is you know batman versus superman like that it just doesn't make sense like why are they it doesn't make sense like i was just like why they also like, they, um, like her motive is she says it really briefly and it's like super whispered i feel like if we got to kind of visually see why she stands against him it would have been more interesting because like what the reason why she said the reason why she stands against him in terms of allowing him to like bring in the kryptonite or whatever she said it was because he's pretty much going to kill Superman and then just claim it was for deterrence but really he had the motive to kill him and I think that's a really interesting point to make but like she whispers that line like you, it's, it brushes by so easily mm -hmm. I wish we saw like her motives developed a lot more that way it would have been more of kind of like a, a yin and yang with them yeah mm -hmm. yeah when her death arrived I, I, I didn't even see that coming though too like with the jar, like, I, I think the film was trying to shoehorn that that's what was going to happen when she saw the jar of piss, but I was just like, they, like, there was no, like, I, I don't know, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I don't, I think the film was just trying to show, I, the film was trying to make us think that, uh, yeah, something's going to happen, but I don't know. I didn't think that the whole courtroom was going to, like, go up in flames. Like, I was just like, I thought he was going to pull some kind of weird, like, I don't know, coup d'etat moment and like kidnap Holly Hunter or something. Or I didn't think he was just gonna like blow it all up. Like I don't, I just it was just weird storyline choices for me that just didn't really make sense or didn't really fit at all. 
And like the logic for her character was also weird just because like her whole thing was like she's going to stop him from, you know, getting the shipment legally or whatever. Yeah. But like he gets it either way. And then he kills her after she he gets it. So it's like, why did you kill her? You already have the crypto. Like it just yeah. is weird. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But yeah, like what you're saying, like it's more interesting to see how essentially everyday people are going about, about it. I'm looping in Lex Luthor in this in terms of like someone who doesn't necessarily have like superpowers like Batman, but who lives more in the realism of like, how do you control these people or this threat and like Holly Hunter's doing it more from like their greater good with the system and then Jesse's doing it more like just because he can he has the money willpower too I agree that would have been a much more interesting to take to focus on them rather than Batman Superman who like textbook wise are always they're just free to do whatever they want because that's how they're written that's how we've always seen them as whereas like it's more interesting to see how these characters go about it so it's kind of like that one scene and I think it's a third Christopher Nolan Batman where it's um, the ferry of civilian people and then the prison ship on the bay. And they're both faced with that question of like, only one of you gets to blow up the ship or whatever in order to save themselves. Like, who would you pick? Like, would you blow up yourselves or the other ship? Do you remember what scene I'm talking about? Yeah, the bomb scene with the two ships. Yeah, it's like a, like a moral, not moral dilemma, but essentially like a dilemma or societal dilemma and like how would everyday people in in the sense of the film would go about it or like the rationale like I think that's like a much more like interesting thing to focus on not necessarily that that's the same treatment as or the same thing as with Jesse and uh Holly Hunter's characters but like I feel like that would be more interesting to view or just rest on in the movie rather than just like trying to jump everywhere with like rom-com to like investigative reporting to like trying to do its own Superman movie and trying to do its own Batman movie all in like three hours. It's just too much. It's too many ideas. It doesn't even balance the uh, between either characters nicely anyway. Um, yeah. One, cut all the slow motion. We save 30 minutes and that two hour, 30 minutes goes into two hours. But Matt and Lucia saw the uh, Ultimate Edition. So those 30 minutes we just caught could have easily still been two hours and a half but hopefully it would have actually but um and the other thing you cut is the dream sequences because who does dream sequences and but i was going to ask uh, very poignantly about what you guys think about the barry allen scene flash oh i didn't see that part i didn't get to flash? that oh sorry no oh okay. with the flash <laughs> yeah oh and like when they're doing the little cameos you mean when like the flash shows oh, up no 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 no, the dream sequence. The dream sequence. After the match. Oh my god, yes! When he's like, you, you know the answer. It was the total, like, oh my god, Lucia, you'll get this. It was like a house okay. moving cast cell moment. Like, <gasps> oh, like, okay, 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 okay. She was the like, way to like that. it's like a find me in the future kind of a thing. Like, you know, like, yes. oh, find me in the future. It was just like, yes. what the Mary, like, The merry-go-round writing loophole thing, where like one scene in the beginning doesn't make sense, but it makes a lot more sense later in the end. But like, yeah oh my god it did not make sense later in the end i was just like what is this it was kind of pointless it yeah. is 100 but i but i like that idea that um if you're gonna set up these sequels if you do something like that to anticipate 
instead of making a whole random uh, dream sequence of post-apocalyptic Mad Max Batman future, I would prefer that. A random, I... like, oh. like Flash showing up, going back in time, but showing up too early. Mm. Yeah. Goes back. I... Yeah. I I hate it. I'm gonna be real with you. I think it's just a cheap ploy to get people to see movies. Like when you're like, oh, I'm gonna do a little like like a prequel. Uh, no, 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 prequel. A little like a cameo appearance from something else, like to lead into a different movie. Well, I hate that bullshit. Let each like film like scale on its own. Like don't okay. have a thing that like well, ties it to another one. I don't like it. I don't like okay, it. Yeah. I I I love it because it's the exact opposite of one. We don't need dream sequences at all. In any yeah. of these uh, inst- installments, two, it's your way around not being Tony Stark having premonitions because he saw an alien spaceship and he's thinking of Thanos. And yeah, back ten years, it's like, whoa! Uh, it sounds like something really bad's happening. Flash is here. We don't. We haven't even met Flash, and he's telling him that Lois is the key. You were right. You were right. And then, yeah, but that kind of just ends up egging him on to think that Superman is bad. I, I, guess... I just feel like it, I was gonna say, I do feel like that would honestly detract from the narrative. Like this one did, it would detract from the narrative a little bit. Something that they could have done that, that would have been cool is I'm not sure if you've ever seen Gravity Falls, but yes. there's. Like, oh, I want to. Uh... There's, I mean, I guess it's a spoiler alert for you, but um, oh. <laughs> in like the first like five episodes, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Um, like, I think it's, like, the fifth episode, they meet, like, a time traveler, and he said that, like, there are certain points uh, in the previous episodes where he shows up randomly, and he, like, tries to hide himself, and if you go back to those episodes, you actually do see him, but you never think about it, because he's, like, in the background. That would be really cool to do for The Flash, where he's just kind of, like, in the background, and you don't notice until after the fact. That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah or, like, um, sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something? I was gonna say, or like in the third Harry Potter, where you have weird instances of like, you know, a rock flies in through Hagrid's hut, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And then later on, when we are introduced to the Time Turner, and then we finally see like, "Oh, that's how it happened." Like, it could have done something like that, where like in the beginning doesn't make sense. You wait a couple years till the next movie comes out, and then it finally makes sense, and you're like, "Oh my god, that was so clever." That's the difference between having a Zack Snyder and an Alfonso Cuaron and directing your film. That's the difference. 100% the reason why. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, it's just... uh, Where are we? Okay, so what we... I'm trying to... I, I like like the plot of the movie. It's I'm trying so to figure out. I don't know where we are, honestly. We're, we're nowhere. <laughs> we're nowhere. We're absolutely nowhere. We're stuck at okay, so a roadstop. Holly Hunter is dead. So that's, that's an hour and 30 minutes in. So we got an hour, we have half of the film left. <laughs> I was going to say... Um, no, we don't have much left, but yeah. In terms of the... like the Because we saw the extended version. Just so you know, the difference for that version and the extended is pretty much just... You remember the... She was like a witness, the the one yeah. woman from like a, she's not really in the normal version. Like that, all of her scenes were pretty much extended. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible because she's kind of a yeah. decent deal. Yeah. yeah. Like to me, she's kind of the voice of reason of like, I think he's, you know, he thinks he's better than everyone. He even thinks he's like, he doesn't answer to God. Like I liked her opening scene in yeah. the trial. I was just oh. like, this feels texturally like much more real. 
kind of thing. Like, I feel like this could happen, literally happen in real life, just with that trial scene. I think the only difference is like all of her other stuff about like her being a loose string and that kind of stuff. All that stuff is cut out, but I think her opening scene is totally Wait, but why yeah. was she killed though? Because I'm confused because like, I wasn't, she was on the way to the trial anyway, right? To like say something, yeah. right? But they killed her. Why did they just kill her at the trial? I'm confused. Like, why kill her at the train station? Like, it just, I don't know. It seems like overkill for me. I mean, they... Again, I don't mean to defend the film, but they, <laughs> they like just explain the reason why is that she was bribed into lying during the first trial. Yeah, and she felt guilty, and that's when they like killed her. When like she was heading oh. back, she pretty much announced that she lied to the court or whatever. Well, I know, but it's every it's like okay. Do you think I don't know? I guess my I point was like, okay. oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm just so lost out. because I have no idea what you guys are talking about. This is all the old <laughs> Oh, because this wasn't in the theatrical. Yeah, no, my my no thing idea. was like, why would they kill her? Like when even though she was on her way to the trial, she was already going to get killed at the trial when there was an explosion. So why like just kill her beforehand? Preemptively kill her? I, I don't know. Yeah. Right. I don't think about. Maybe that. she has know. punctuality issues. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. She's on Mexican time, like all of us. She's on Latino time. So she would have missed the explosion. So that's why they had to kill her, I guess. I don't know. We're we're almost there. Okay. (laughs) That'd be funny, though. They, like, never killed her character. And she shows up, like, post-explosion. She's like, whoa. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. All right, all right, okay. We're, we're gonna, um, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna cut real quick and then <laughs> just join back in. You know? That's our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, thanks to our sponsors. Hey, me again. Here to tell you, uh, what are you waiting for? You know, give us, give us your money. Um, we we would really like your money. We'll give you a shout out. You know, we can give you. 60 seconds 120 we got different deals for sure that we will come up with um yeah this is just your little your little reminder um back to the show i should i should (laughs) all right right. we're almost done i promise i'm not gonna subject you to the door so all right before we uh, get going oh god there's no way i'm doing this sober Modelo time. Oh my god, thank Modelo god. Time. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna get a shot of tequila. Fuck this. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. I'll be right back, listeners. Yes. <laughs> I was literally, guys, I literally was like, should I fucking just spark? Because I just rolled a joint. I was like, should I just spark it up? Like, I, but no, I have to do some more work afterwards. So I was like, fuck it. Can't, can't do it. I mean, oh. I'm taking an edible. So yeah, fuck it. Gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, we're just, um, okay, before I get back, all righty, yeah, so this is really not a three-hour movie in any way, uh, at best, it's two and a half hours, uh, salute to, uh, to all of our studs. Salute. Laheim, if you're Jewish. Yeah, salute to all of our 21 plus studs, no underage Doing stuff, winking. Oh, no, underage. No, we're not drinking. Oh, it's all <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Also, yeah, go for it. It also makes me wonder. Sorry. Um, it also makes me wonder, like, why did we need three hours of this? Like, did it want to be like a 
super extra feature length, I like mean, compete with Marvel. Like it just really made no sense. They they need to stop uh, de denying that because yeah. I was gonna say this for the end, but it is literally <clears throat> a Superman sequel, a solo Batman movie, a mm -hmm. Batman yeah. Superman movie, and then a Justice League prequel and a Lois and Lane Lo, Lois and Lane Lois and Clark living together love rom like rom-com yeah like yeah, yeah yeah and I can't take it ser I can't take it seriously because they're they they can't decide on like what Aaron was saying earlier they can't they can't pick one and they mm -hmm. don't commit to one so they're trying to they're trying to catch up to two whole phases from Marvel and they, yeah. they just they're like uh, we needed Justice League yesterday. We need to have it be the following sequel. And it is. It's yeah. literally the sequel. It's like, babes, you wanted that? You should have started no. in 2012. Yeah. Like with Alonso the first said, Iron Man. Alonso said it like you, Yeah. There was like panic mode, like everything. Like the fact that there's like four stories in one. They're just, yeah, like Valenta said, they're just desperate to catch up with Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. Which, like, they could have done, like, the antithesis to Marvel, which is just, like, start off exactly how Marvel did. You know, you focus on one superhero at a time, right? Wasn't it, like, they did the first two Iron Mans, and then they finally introduced yeah. another superhero? Like, they could have started that kind of empire yeah. building a little bit, uh, but now. No, they, they totally so. squandered uh, a lot of stories, and one of the biggest ones is uh, the, the title fight, uh, Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah, the titular fight. Like it's some um, some WWE whatever boxing match, whatever you know sports yeah. match uh, yeah. competition. <laughs> I like yeah. how over the top the fight was. It, I, it is kind of enjoyable, but it's so. At least my favorite part was when Batman straps. No, yeah, Superman is spinning him around, <laughs> and he takes him through pillars. That was so goofy. I loved it. It, it was. It was really goofy. Yeah. It came out of nowhere for me. It was just like, boom, they're gonna fight. And then yeah, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't know if it was actually Batman or if there was the other one that was like like hiding as Batman, like that that creature or whatever thing. Oh yeah, man. Bat. Man bat. Yes, yeah. That's what I thought it was. And I was like, oh no, it's actually Batman. Cause then when they, he like hit them and like his space mask flies off, I was like, oh yeah. no, it's actually Batman. But no, so can we talk? Oh sorry, were you finishing? No, it's okay. No, 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 finish. No, 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 no it's finished. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm not going to talk till you finish. All right, fine. Um, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of that dream sequence with like the blood coming out of his mom's crypt and then like uh, that long creature long coming long in. Long yes, okay. To my fellow Guillermo del Toro fans, it felt like such a stylistic departure where all of a sudden I'm like, did Guillermo take over this film? Like, it just, it didn't make sense. I mean, the makeup, whatever, or, you know, CGI they did for the bat, amazing, very well done. But it was too much of a jump scare. And then all of a sudden to just cut in with the whole, like, then off, like, like, jumping awake and then taking us meds. I was like, that was a cop out. Like, you could have done away with it. But also for me, it was such a tease because you know del toro i love del toro but um it, it was just like it was too stylistic of a departure aside from this movie already not having a style what little it already established it was like ruining this one dream sequence you can tell when he really tries and he doesn't need to put that effort in yeah he really did 
and it really stands out. Um, but yeah, the fight, Aaron. How'd you feel about the fight, the heavyweight uh, title? It was the pay per view. Um, <laughs> it was in terms of like the the instigation of it. It was just so weird because it was like Superman came to Batman to like ask for help. And like Batman was throwing all this stuff at him, but it was like, you're Superman, you can take these hits without anything. It was literally like, it was Superman landed. He talks to Bruce for a little bit. Bruce hits him with like the sonic waves, whatever. Super, uh, Superman like destroys those things. And then he immediately just like tosses Batman like a ragdoll. I'm like, aren't you trying to like de-escalate the situation? I feel like if anything, Superman like was the one that really, you know, like instigated it more. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, because it, it would have been funny if he was just kind of like a passing. He was like, Bruce, can you please, Bruce? Because he has x-ray vision, doesn't he? He can see right through the mask. I mean, that's not... Yeah, yeah and, there you go. and it was also like <laughs> the dialogue that, that Superman was saying to try to like stop the fight or whatever. I felt like I was like watching a, like a run-through scene for like a video game where it was like, Bruce, stop. No, stop. I was like, just say what you want to say. Like, what is this? <laughs> oh no! Don't run into that. No, don't run into my fist. Don't do that. <laughs> oh no! Your our table. It's broken. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how it was. Like what? It was fucking uh, yeah. Um, I don't remember anything about this movie. It's really uh uh exiled my mind. Save Martha. Save Martha. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, and that whole plot point of like how they how he stops him is like Martha, like he says Martha, and he's like, "How do you know that name? Because that's my mom's name." He's like, "Well, that's also my mom's name." It's just like best friend. Okay, <laughs> all right, sure. Uh, the whole ide- ideology just out the window because I know I really totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, this godlike monster that destroyed my city or cities. Oh man. He's not that bad. He's relatable. It's as if moms can have the same name, you know, like. And Martha's pretty common name too. Yeah. It's like, why? Uh, it would be amazing if, like, it's it like a Family Guy cut of like a criminal, like. like it's funny. I don't, know, I don't know. Just all these different situations where criminals got away with with from Batman because they they subsequently said Martha or something. <laughs> emotional breakdown. Oh, in like in the it's, middle. It's of the, the criminal safe word. <laughs> That'd been so funny like, if it was if it was like oh like my mom's name is Martha too from Kansas. My mom's from Kansas and they're like something. <laughs> my mom also wore pearls that were like totally broken by a gun. <laughs> Just, my mom also likes to get a pearly necklace if you know what I mean. <laughs> No. <laughs> Cancel. That one, that one okay. Okay, cool. Sweet. We're done with the scene. We're done with Martha. <laughs> Martha saves the day. Lois Lane explains. That's his mom's name. And he came out of nowhere with a helicopter, first of all. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The Daily Planet just gave her the helicopter. Whatever. I'm just gonna buy it, and yeah, and then Batman actually ends up acting like Batman uh, when he goes saves Martha. Uh, oh, yeah, like that? Cool. The it kind of felt like Arkham Knight. I don't know if you guys played the, the those games, the Arkham Asylum games. Oh yeah, back in the day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This kind of rage. 
Discount, yeah, it was like a discount. Yeah, I mean, it was cool because they went from like having guns to uh, like pistols and then knives, and then yeah, like he was using his gadgets. It felt, yeah, like it, it, it really felt like Ben Affleck really cared about being Batman at that moment, and Zack Snyder really cared about <laughs> directing a Batman scene, fight scene. Like, it just I, like. <laughs> I also want to know where everyone else is, like during this time, like in, in Arkham. Like, like where? Wait, is this taking a choice in Metropolis or is this in Arkham at this point? I do not remember. Or I mean, Gotham City. Where are we at this point when they're having the final fight scene? Uh, Gotham. I think that yeah, somewhere Gotham. Yes. Okay. So Gotham. I want to know. So where are you, Miss Selena Kyle? Because like I want, I wanted her to be like. I wonder if she's like watching this on the news at home yeah. with her cats, being like, "Oh, this is interesting. Okay, cool. I'm gonna like Batman." Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like don't, something. We'll never know thing. now. We'll never know now because this uh, universe is dead. Thank God. <laughs> and then. Who? Oh, and then uh, what's his face? Superman confronts uh, Lex Luthor, right? Oh yeah, of course. Building again, and I'll bring back the spaceship. Yeah, that's where they go. Oh, and and the freaking spaceship site is like reacting thunderously, and everyone's looking at the TV, but it's literally outside their window, and just and, and nobody evacuates, nobody leaves. I would I would be out the damn city if that was outside my window. No, they do. They bring up a No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They're literally watching it on TV and it's and it's literally right behind them. Like Larry Fishburne literally like he's walking towards the TV and he sees it, huh? And he's like Maybe it's I don't know. Maybe they just thought they were too far gone. They're like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're just gonna pray to Jesus like Jack in the beginning and give it up to God. Yeah. Lord. They're like, when our father will save us all. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Valente. I'm just trying to I'm trying to try to justify the writers here. I'm trying to give them every credit I can. <laughs> Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes sure did it. They have a fucking 24% critical rating. So there you go. Yeah. Uh freaking um Aaron, what do you uh uh Lex Luther? Um Lex Luther's plan, he wanted Doomsday. Creator Doomsday. I don't know. It's... Oh, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Uh, yeah. You kind of felt like, yeah. like Zack Snyder spent so much time just kind of trying to set up a lot of stuff. I feel like he just really sucked in terms of paying off literally anything. So it was like there was no real, because like there was never really, really any conflict between Lex and either superhero like on direct level. So it just kind of felt like he has to find a resolution somehow and it can't be with Lex technically, so let's make a monster. It was kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. And Alonso, what did you feel about uh, Gal Gadot's grand debut as Wonder Woman? I loved it. You loved okay. it? <laughs> no, the part when she charges at Doomsday, like. When she screams. Yeah, she, she literally sounds like a little girl pretending to be Wonder Woman. I thought it was cute. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same thing when she charges towards Ares in her own spinoff movie. So, like, it's not far off. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they attempted a Marvel quip, right? That, oh, that yeah. really feels like that. Does that not feel like that? <clears throat> 
when Wonder Woman shows up and Batman and Superman are like, uh, is she with you? And I thought she was with you. Like, does the like, also weird because like Batman knows her at this point, so it's like, what do you mean you know her? No, yeah, why is he acting? Yeah, he's Batman. You literally try to, you literally emailed yeah. her. Yeah, he, he emailed her. Yeah. With all the, with yeah. the yeah, with all the sneak peeks. The Justice League. The Justice League. For real. Also, I was confused in the beginning when she's first introduced because it looks like Ben Affleck's micro expression is like he recognizes her because of that whole, because I watched the Wonder Woman before this one. So I'm like, didn't this movie come out after Wonder Woman? But it didn't, of course. Um, but at first I'm like, obviously you know her, duh, but then it was like, who's that woman? Oh my god, bad habits die hard, sorry, pretty woman. But it's like, <laughs> what? I, don't you know her? She's your bestie? You keep bothering her about her photo and why she's eternally youthful? Like, I don't know. I don't know, this is Zack Snyder. Uh, Honestly, I kind of, I don't know if it's because of how, like, stagnant and kind of static the majority of the scenes are but like the scene like the scenes that i enjoyed were like the batman fight just because it was super dynamic and i also really enjoyed her little plot twist moment in that party just because it was like it was just something else i guess you know something that had some level of substance like i don't know i enjoyed her just because like her whole like I stole the data first or whatever. Like, I thought that was kind of, like... Yeah. It kind of felt very Catwoman. Like, you know, like, woman on her own plan. You don't know what it is, so you got to stop me somehow. Like, I will agree. Like, that was smart. I was like, oh, cool. Like, we don't get to meet her just yet kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I think... I don't know. I feel like the only character that I actually felt the writing was better in this movie than any other movie that's DC-wise, was actually Wonder Woman. I think, personally, I liked her writing in this movie better than anything else. But, and so I kind of, I really liked Gal's delivery. Like, I enjoyed her. Like, I, there was, like, a little moment where Doomsday, like, socks the shit out of her. And she's, like, on the, on the ground, and she, like, gives, like, a little smirk. I was like, that's Wonder Woman. That's so cool that they got that right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she yeah, kept fighting. Right. Really dope. She kept fighting. Kept, kept fighting. Yeah. That was, that was great. Um... Yeah, and then um, I yeah, I I don't know what else to talk about to do the fight anymore. Honestly, Superman, Superman dies. Oh, I guess the fifth movie is um, Death of Superman. Oh, the, the, the death of Superman. Movie. Yeah, but he doesn't actually die. Because oh. <laughs> 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 he's Jesus, he resurrects. <laughs> He's come back in Easter. It's okay. He'll be back in Easter. <laughs> I don't know. Well, is this the version? Were we skipping towards the end? Could I, or because like, do they have this in the theatrical cut, or is this just the ending, the ultimate cut, where like they have the version where like they're putting the dirt on his grave, but then the oh, dirt levitates. It levitates. I was so annoyed in the movie theater when that I saw that. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I remember. Like, just commit to something. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's very, like, Michael Myers of them to do. Like, do something to show that he's, like, still alive. <laughs> it does. It felt like more of a horror trope than it did, like, a like a, a subsequent nice teaser for a sequel. Like, no, just don't. And yeah. Apparently, that's, like, a really revered comic. Um, I don't read comics. 
but I'm aware of it. Uh, is that am I true, Aaron, or am I just speaking out of my butt? The death of Superman. The death of Superman. That's like a revered yeah. comic story. Yeah, but that's that was written a lot better than this. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's also like an animated movie of the death of Superman that's supposed to be really good. Hmm, okay. yeah. I'll check that out. I'll, I'll definitely check that out before I look at it. Watch it, ever think about this movie again. I think it's like R rated too. Like it's like a it's like very graphic. Image. Oh, is it like the Harley Quinn show? Oh yeah, it's kind of like that, but it was made like a years earlier. Oh okay, okay, okay. That's cool. I like that. Cool. So right. did this movie age well? No. Oh god. God you know no. What? I mean. So this came out 2016, right? 2016. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Let's talk. So 2016, a lot of things were tried. So Zack Snyder tried to do Batman vs Superman. I don't think it aged well. Gaga tried to do a country album. I think that did age well. Like, hey, this- I love Joanne. Joanne's Joanne great. is my favorite album. Joanne's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> love her as a one-off. It's okay. <laughs> amazing, amazing country album. But yeah, this film is not Joanne. It does not age well. <laughs> No. This is like review. <laughs> you do not need to give me quote unquote a million reasons to watch this film again. Because you know what? <laughs> I just need one good reason not to watch this film. Is what I'm going to say. Yeah. And that is Zack Snyder. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I don't think it aged well. Aaron, how do you think it aged? Did it, did it stand the test of time to you? <laughs> Uh, no. What they were. What more is that the fact that the, the this whatever multiverse, whatever the hell it's called, uh-huh. is not even a thing anymore. Yeah. Or Snyderverse. Yeah. The Snyderverse. Yeah. It's not even mm. a thing anymore. So this just feels like a waste of time. And now that, yeah. that yeah. the, mm, the yeah. Snyder cut is now available, this feels more useless now. Well, it just feels mm-hmm. like a waste of time. It does. It, it really feels yeah. a lot. Like this of movie, yeah. oh, God. God. No, you're good. You're good. I was just gonna say a lot of time and energy was just spent and used for this vision that isn't even it feels rushed, especially. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even realized. Anyway, go ahead, Aaron. I was. I was gonna say something similar. Where like this movie spends pretty much its whole its whole time kind of. Um, referencing a future movie that was never like a future trilogy that was never finished, and so it was like, even if like even if a bad movie still has a payoff three movies later, like then I guess it does have like a level of influence, but this one doesn't because the thing it was setting up was never even made, you know. Yeah, um, this feels this feels like a movie where whoever was in charge of delivering the final edit accidentally sent a draft instead of the final um but other than that just just feels like the whole like this is what we're not gonna do kind of film it's just too haphazard it's too I can't even use the word ambitious because it's not ambitious it's just you have too many ideas and you don't know how to cut down and be concise and also like the questions or like topics like the whole like unchecked hero kind of thing I was mentioning earlier like those that could be more interesting which I feel like kind of harken back to Watchmen of how like the Watchmen uh were like who's going to check these heroes like why do we need them like they're just causing destruction or like whatever um but the Watchmen was you know a lot more fleshed out 
and this is like you could have had something similar you could have had something that could have been your namesake as to like you know viewing uh superheroes in a different angle especially with two freaking grandfathers of superhero comics like batman and superman but yeah it just feels like someone just put the entire library of footage that they had together and forgot to send the final edit so in a nutshell that is what it is yeah matt yeah well Uh, i mean yeah i mean you you gave your spiel to joanna (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay alonzo but yeah no yeah okay cool i'm a little tipsy sorry I just <laughs> really off of a, like a little bit of a modello. I'm gonna clock you on that, really. I don't drink okay. that often, so I drink <laughs> like tequila with modello. Jesus, you had a shot? Oh yeah. my god, you're an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. What What else do we do on this damn podcast? <laughs> what do we talk about this damn podcast? What did we change? <laughs> Jesus, okay. Yeah, advocate for this podcast. <laughs> um, well, we talked about we don't do a rating on cinema studs. We That's do right. so the stand the test of time. We did already did we already do that? Yeah, we already did that. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Oh. yeah, we did it. yeah it was, it was a little... answer? No, it does not. Um, How would you rate this out of five kryptonite shards? Ooh. Oh. Ten. It's really dead. Okay. I give it one out of five perfect Amy Adams crying. Okay. Mm. I, I agree. I would give it one out of five Lex Luthor metaphors. Love. <laughs> yeah. I would give it maybe two out of cheesy uh, headlines by, what, what's the actor's name? I forget. Oh, 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 Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, uh, Fisher. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, like two out of five cheesy, uh, headlines by Lawrence Fishburne. Mm. So, I would give it, oh, yeah, I would, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. One. Mm. <laughs> I would give it a, one, one Holly Hunter Texas action. Like a nice, it's not a, it's not quite, um, uh, what's her, what's the woman from Silence of the Lambs? I forgot. It's not quite a Jodie Foster. It's like a, it's more Texas accent. You have to do, I don't know. Holly Hunter. I don't know. You gotta go like fast. Jodie Foster is more like, I'm Jodie Foster or something. I don't know. Yeah. One one Superman body slammed to the wall out of five. Ooh, that's a nice body you know what? <laughs> Henry Cavill, can we just state everyone would love to be body slammed by Henry Cavill at least once in their life? I would if he was dressed as Geralt from Rivia. That is the only time he is hot to me. <laughs> if he's not dressed any other way, oh. it doesn't do it for me. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I, you know, I once saw this like fucking image of him like patting a dog, and he was like, "Oh, good boy," and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> something for me." Okay, Henry Cavill. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Cinema Stones After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about Martha getting a pearly necklace, so I mean, let's I, just uh, go for that's it. True. Yeah. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Lolo, you want to let the let them know what our next episode is going to be? I mean, I, honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't have said that. So <laughs> uh, give it to um, 
Batman throwing a car at somebody out of five. Mm. That's what the car was fun. Okay. Uh, yeah. so, so the <clears throat> so for the month of April, we're gonna review Hardcore Henry. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. No idea. Never heard. No, no, no. no. That's the one. You know? uh, no, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I mean, I don't know a lot about it. I know it's the South African actor from uh, from what was he from? Like that alien movie, District Nine. Or yeah. <gasps> like, Did he play the main alien in District Nine? The main person, like the main guy. Oh, the one who turns into the alien. Yeah, and he—it's he, oh, like okay. a first-person shooter, but it's a movie. I know that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's like it, right. it's in first person. So oh. it's like all shot on GoPros or whatever. Oh, what? What? what, what? It's gonna be a surprise. It's on the poster. Still. Oh god. What? I, don't, I don't. I don't think it's that valuable of a freaking movie to be keeping it secret. No. I got, what? No. <laughs> It's interesting. It's okay. Alonso wants to keep it precious. I, I guess so. I, I I didn't realize you were so delicate about the secrecy of this movie. Sorry. It, it's interesting. It's really experimental. It's really cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm a little buzzed. I have no pre. Listeners will have that to listen to. Half a beer. A tall boy, Alonso. Half a tall boy. That's a full can of beer. I have one beer, and it's also Batman v Superman. I'm pretty unhinged about this movie, um, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, cool. Uh, but then, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do we'll also do a discussion uh, episode as well. Uh, I think we have a discussion. It's Lin Lin Manuel Miranda for Encanto or for who? Just as a discussion. I don't know if you guys have seen or heard about him or anything else that he's done. Yeah, tick tick boom, bitch. Well, Tick Tick Boom, um, Moana. He did the music for that. Hamilton. Moana. There's a Cuban DreamWorks one called Viva, which I tried watching. Well, actually, I started watching and I had to stop because it was too cheesy, and it was probably like too much like Lin Manuel Miranda ness in the lyrics that I couldn't do it. Mm. Um, and then he did uh, In the Heights, of yeah. course. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're definitely talking about next time. Yes, next time. Uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead, everybody. Give your uh, socials. Um, Killers, cool cats, and kittens. If you want to follow me, you can do so by following me on Instagram at some like it not for all things pop culture and old Hollywood. And then you can follow me at Lucia Ventura, uh, 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 that's three A's at the end on Instagram. Um, I usually post art because that's my main account, but I'll talk about all sorts of things um, that tickle my fancy. And you're also able to follow me on Twitter as El Ventura, uh, uh, um, three A's at the end as well on Twitter. That one I'm not as active as much, but if you're on Twitter, sometimes I post on there. Follow me at Delanora on Instagram. And yeah. Also, seventeen one thousand at Instagram and Letterbox. Yeah, yeah. And your host uh, goes by Len to be Martinez on Instagram, and uh, 
People follow to the podcast uh, page too, um, Cinema Stats Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. We're on TikTok, y'all. And I created a subreddit for this, the podcast just because I just did it, just so that no one took it from us. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's probably nothing going to be on it. If you guys want to be on it and share memes on it, that'd be cool. Yeah. You're going to get a, a very strongly worded email from another Sam Duds podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to run them out of the game. So, yeah. <laughs> All righty, cool. All righty, y'all. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.